big sky, big potential. This is Eastern Promise. Portcullis House. This is where the MPs gather at the tea rooms outside of the House of Commons to meet people, meet council leaders, journalists and other visitors from all across the country, all across the world. We are waiting for the East of England APPG reception here at the, in the Atley Suite, which will begin in about 15 minutes. So I'm just doing this little ramble as a, not just a test of the equipment, but a little bit of an opener, because um, Dehanna Davidson, the levelling up minister, is giving the keynote, as is the chair of the East of England Local Government Association, Councillor Matthew Hicks, and looking forward very much to what they have to say. I'm here with the, the co-chair of the East of England APPG, Peter Aldous. Um, his, his fellow co-chair, Daniel Zeichner, when I interviewed him, sp- spoke very, very glowingly of you. That must be nice. Well, it is, yes. And I think, you know, obviously, Daniel and I are from different parties, but we work very collegiately together on the, on the, on the APPG. And actually, there's a certain symmetry to it in that I am the, from the most um, easterly constituency in not only just East Anglia but also the UK, Waveney, and Daniel is more to our uh, to the um, to the to the west, representing Cambridge. And in many ways, there are great contrasts between Waveney, Lowestoft, and Cambridge. But I think it's, it's the message is we achieve so much more together. Yes. And ours is a region that probably, and this is what this meeting is all about. Our voice hasn't been sufficiently heard in Westminster in the past. We've not collegiately got together to make the case for the East of England. And that's what the all-party group, linked to the councils, linked to businesses, and we've now got universities on board mm. as well. That is what we're doing. We've come to Westminster Day to get that message over. Realistically, I don't think we'll sudden suddenly find a, a, an immediate dividend, but it's chip, chip, chip away and yes. getting get us noticed. We are a very, we are an area that delivers a great deal to the UK Treasury. We are. We can deliver a great more with Absolutely. the right investment in infrastructure and skills, which not only do people and businesses in the East of England benefit from that, so does the whole of the UK as well. Well, very excitingly, you sit on probably what is the most opportunity-strewn, opportunity-laden part of uh, not just our region, I think the country. Uh, you know, we've got the LEAF facility, which is going to do a huge amount for ge- regeneration. Uh, we talked about that at length with Generate, which is based at Orbis. How ex- that must be really exciting for you. I think there are op- exciting opportunities across the whole of the region, and you're quite right. When you look at the renewable energy opportunities, all of a sudden, the the, Essex, the Norfolk and Suffolk coastline, we're right in the vanguard, right at the front line. And you know whether we've got nuclear size well, the offshore wind off in off of our of our east east, east Anglian coast the opportunities for hydrogen coming out of our the legacy in the UK continental shelf we have a hell of a lot to offer the UK and actually we'll keep we can keep the lights on single-handed councillor Matthew Hicks leader of Suffolk County Council chair of the East of England 
uh, local government association. Can I just get your reflections on what you've heard this afternoon? Well, I think it's been actually a really interesting, productive uh, day. Uh, and to hear the minister today come and talk about the opportunity and understand the opportunity the East of England brings. Uh, it's a great place to work, it's a great place to live, and there's huge opportunity. And I think government recognises that, and you've heard the commitments and discussions that have taken place. So, all in all, I think the report was well received, uh, and I'm really pleased that the minister attended today to discuss it. It was such a well-received debate as well. It was uh, Her response was one of the most positive. Usually, uh, in my experience in Parliament, you, limited as it is, you get people sort of saying, but we love the East of England, we love you and we spent all this money and we'll, we'll go away and talk about it a bit. But she, she sort of really got as close as she could come to breaking the mould. And what I wanted to raise with you particularly is, I remember a long time ago at MIPIM 2015, Suffolk really coalesced around a single offer, a single pitch the, the, of, of Ipswich. Do we need to do that in the east of England as a whole? Do we need to coalesce around one thing? Or, or is there just too many jewels in the crown, as it were? Well, I think that there are a lot of areas of focus. And of course, the east of England covers a big area. But we certainly have an offer, and that offer is recognised. And I think government recognises the opportunity you know, of working better with the east of England. And I think the minister today was clear. She understood, they'd reflected on it, they'd read the report, and they, they looked at a way forward. Hello, my name's Arnie Craven. I look after external affairs for Cadent. Cadent being the company that owns the gas network in the east of England. You, you absolutely spared my blushes there with exposing <laughs> any ignorance I may have. Um, you're speaking today at this event. Yes, indeed I am. Can you give us a snippet of what you'll be saying? I will do that, just for you. Um, I'm looking to speak about the energy future of the east of England. We have a real opportunity in the east of England to lead the way in terms of decarbonisation. Cadent is promoting quite a large series of investments around the east of England in hydrogen pipeline technology. Um, I'll be talking about how we bring in hydrogen at scale to the east can make a major economic difference, but also really help in terms of skills, jobs, and ensuring that prosperity, the east is a, very wealth, is a wealthy place of course, but with pockets of deprivation, making sure that investments really touch every part of the east. Well, of course, with renewables, we've got a huge opportunity to regenerate uh, places like Great Yarmouth and Lowestoft on the coast. Uh, we've got the LEAF facility coming online in Lowestoft, which I, I never stop talking about. Uh, and, and you're right, this is, uh, you've picked on the right word, uh, potential, opportunity <laughs> and potential, a portmanteau I've made just right now. Um, and uh, so it must be really exciting to get that across to such a, a, an August gathering. No, it's fantastic. And what, what I really appreciate about the APPG is the fact that it's one of the few forums where the East comes together and speaks with one common voice. And I think it's a very exciting time in the East, as you say, a potential, if you like. There's real, there's real a potential here. We've got a chance to bring billions of pounds of investment. And I'm really looking forward to the conversations today. Well, give me a minute to write our potential down so I can say I thought of it first. But uh, Arnie Craven, thank you and best of luck. Thank you. Anita Thornbury, Chief Executive, Haven Gateway Partnership. I know that it says it on your badge. <laughs> can you tell those of us who uh, sadly are ignorant of such things, like me, what the Haven Gateway Partnership is, please? Uh, it's an economic agency that helps the public and private sector to come together and grow the private sector. So business growth, employment growth and um, skills development, strategic skills development. And is that like a, are you a LEP basically or are you different? No, 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 no. Um, we're different insofar as uh, we deliver business support programmes. 
um, as well as lobbying and that sort of thing on behalf of our partners. But we do a lot of business, actual business support um, for businesses rather than fund business support, which is what LEPs very often do. Well, it's lovely to see you here today. What are you hoping to take away from today? Uh, well, we're actually a sponsor at the moment okay. of the East of England APPG, so I've, I've been roped in to talk. You're talking. <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking, I, I, this, yeah. this is one of those interviews where my ignorance <laughs> abounds. So It's fine, but it's, uh, what I'm hoping to take away um, is seeing the public sector here, the MPs here listening to what we have to say, uh, along with business, so that, that there is that genuine public-private voice into the MPs and the Minister to hear that the East of England does have requirements around levelling up, that we're not rich um, and we're not, we can't be ignored because if you ignore us, then actually the UK PLC economy will suffer. Absolutely. Uh, can you give us a, a snippet? Is that what you'll be saying, or can you give us a snippet of that? <laughs> a, a sneak preview that's, that's uh, sneak not that preview. sneak because no one will hear it until after you've said it. So. Um, but the, one of the things I will be saying, I'm talking about Freeport East, um, and one of the things I will be saying is the, the need for improved transport infrastructure connectivity. Um, so at a strategic level, linking it up better with Stansted so that investors can fly in and come and see the Freeport and invest in the Freeport, but also local connectivity so people can access the jobs. Well, I'm hoping to get, get out to see the Freeport very soon. Brilliant. Uh, Anita Thornbrook, thank you very much. I'm looking thank forward to, to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Here's a man who needs no introduction, John Fuller, leader, South Norfolk Council, which I've just given him anyway. But what are you looking forward to from this afternoon, John? Oh, this afternoon, well, they're about to serve the food. Very important. <laughs> well, we all, there's 50 or so local authorities in Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, Hertfordshire, uh, Cambridgeshire. So you know, it's once every six months we all get together. Hey, politics is a team sport. Yes. So, um, there are important local elections coming up, so I hadn't it, noticed. it isn't just about the technical minutiae of running a council and comparing notes. There's also a little bit of opportunity for some political intrigue tips. Um, I suppose we're about 60 days away, so also a bit more than that, perhaps 70 <laughs> days. You know, but, but, but the clock is ticking. And what, what kind of energy and enthusiasm and opportunity do you take from gatherings like this? Oh, I love it. I mean, I've been leader now for 16 years. I can hardly believe it. I've been elected for... That's two Nicola Sturgeons. <laughs> well, if that's, if that's the unit of measure, um, well, I can think of better ones. But I've been a councillor for 20. But normally, after 16 years or so, you know, uh, administrations tend to run out of steam. But um, we've just... Our ambition has never been higher. Our you know, financial strength has never been greater. Uh, I've got, I'm setting council tax in our area tonight got a £120 million capital programme to make South Norfolk a better place of residence and business. When I took over in 2007, our Liberal Democrat predecessors left me 150 grand. So to go from 150 grand to 113 million, something's gone right, and you know, and we're halfway there. Well, um, the residents of South Norfolk, businesses of South Norfolk, obviously got, you know, it's a fantastic part of the country, know it well, love it very much. Uh, John Fuller, thank you for talking to me and enjoy the event. I'm here with Lawrence Morris, Public Affairs Manager, University of Cambridge. Adam Thorpe, Head of Policy and Programmes, the second Head of Policy and Programmes from the Thorpe family we've had on Eastern <laughs> Promise, but this one's from the East of England Local Government Association. Adam, welcome. 
Hi Mike, good to see you. Good to see you too. And Lawrence, welcome. Hi Mike, thanks very much. What are the University of Cambridge hoping to take from this afternoon? Um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting report. Uh, one of the things that comes through really strongly in it is the R&D strengths that exist in the east of England. Um, so I think that's something that we're really interested in, alongside obviously the the infrastructure, the transport challenges that the region faces um, that, that are needed to support that, that growth potential. So that's something that we'll be, we'll be looking at. Now, we've got Harriet Fear uh, of Cambridge and on the podcast this week, who's spoken in glowing terms of the university, obviously. Um, and, but what, one of the things that we try and do on Eastern Promise is, is, is live to, by the mantra, let Cambridge be Cambridge. You're not going to change 800 years of history. You're not going to dislodge it from its, its, its position at, 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 the, uh, you know, at the forefront of life sciences. So let's, let's, let's work with that, let's use that, and let's celebrate that. Where, where do you sort of stand on this, the, the regional picture? Yeah, I think, you know, Cambridge, uh, you know, obviously is, uh, has got, you know, has got a, a world leading university um, and it's, it's a massive strength for the, for the east of England. But I would also say, um, you know, it, it really sits at the centre um, of connectivity down to London, uh, to the west, out to Oxford and then into the east of England, uh, to, to Norwich, to Ipswich. So I do think that those, uh, those corridors of connectivity, uh, Cambridge can only succeed, the east of England can only succeed where, where everyone works together. And, and Adam, what a, a, a diverse patch you serve. 50 local authorities, the entirety of local government in the east of England. You, you have a massive convening power, which we're witnessing this afternoon. How do you make best use of that? We're hoping we really manage to bring those councils together to have a single unified voice when speaking with important people like Dehenna Davison, MP Minister, who'll be addressing us later today, to really hear the voice of our councils and know that we're here we're supporting levelling up in the east of England, but we need more support from government and we need to be trusted to receive the funding and get on with it and deliver the outcomes that our communities need. That's a fantastic message and, and, it, and it's a great message to take to uh, the Minister because there's so much potential here from energy to life sciences as we've mentioned, isn't there? There is, yeah, a huge amount of potential. Energy, we've got the, the all energy coast on our coastline developing the green energy and we're going to hear about hydrogen energy from Caden later today. So well. the east of England is developing a huge amount of renewable energy for the UK, which is brilliant. But we need to ensure that our communities and our places also benefit from that great work that's going on. So that's something that our member authorities are really interested in. Absolutely. Adam and Lawrence, thank you very much. Thank you. Paul Carter, Head of Public Affairs, Anglian Water, the very new Head of Public Affairs at Anglian Water. Welcome to this fantastic event. There's so many people from all across the region here. What are you hoping to get from this event? Uh, I think for me it's really about understanding the challenges that the region faces and how Anglian Water as a major investor in the region, a big employer, how we can support those challenges, how we can support the region to th really thrive. So I think for me it's really about understanding those challenges and looking what we can do to support those. I think that the Anglian Water region is one of the fastest growing regions in the country. We've also got that real challenge of climate change and water availability. So we really do have to be at the forefront of looking at new technology, looking at behaviour change campaigns to really make sure that we protect the environment and have enough water to support the region to grow. So I think there's a real challenge there to, to work differently with people, to work differently with businesses, to understand how we can reduce water use and make sure we're sustainable into the long term. Same with net zero, that's a big challenge for us to hit net zero by 2030. Again, that's about championing the forefront of technology, learning what businesses are doing in the region and really taking advantage of all the expertise that we have in the region. 
Fantastic. Paul Carter, enjoy the afternoon. Thank you very much. Now, this is going to be interesting. I'm talking to Andrew Sinclair, political correspondent, BBC East. Andrew, what a delight to see you here. And you too, Mike. Haven't seen you for ages. Hey, that's, 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 thank you, by the way, for all your support for our, our train event that, that went very well. Um, and actually, my appearance on Look East prompted me to lose a lot of weight. So I, I doubly thank you. We just like the idea of a conference being held on a train. We, you know, didn't the SDP do that back in the 80s? I wouldn't know. I was I was probably about ten at the time. At least I hope I was about ten at the time. But maybe uh, we were going to do it again. But I'm afraid the the, the vagaries of the uh, the industrial action make it a little <laughs> difficult. I can see you looking over my shoulder because this is a, a room full of very illustrious people. Who's who's on your hit list this afternoon? Are you just here to listen? I, I'm just here to listen because, as you know, levelling up is sort of one of these pet projects which means a lot to me. Uh, and I think you know the East of England has got to make a lot of noise down here at Westminster. Uh, and so I think any gathering like this, I'm just looking around at some of the faces, some of the people who are here, we've got a lot of MPs, a lot of councillors. This is what we need. They need to come to Westminster a lot because despite years and years of us doing stories about the fact that the East needs investment, it's still not happening. We're still not getting what we deserve. It's still going to other parts of the region. And OK, I know I'm the BBC and we're supposed to be completely neutral in these matters, but I'm also a local journalist and our region is not getting what it needs at the moment. And it's, it's a region that's really rich in potential. There's huge opportunities, especially in renewables. What an amazing time to be in the east of England. Well, yeah, exactly. And I've just actually been talking to James Palmer from the... Um, Eastern Powerhouse. Thank you, Eastern Powerhouse, which is what his organisation was called. But, you know, James Palmer was making the point that, yes, we are now, you know, the energy capital of Britain. We're going to be generating billions and billions of pounds of electricity, and yet, our energy, rather, and we're just not getting much payback for that at the moment. And so, you know, this is a really big argument, I think, the people in this room should be making to government now saying, look, if we're producing all this energy, if we're going to have to cope with the inconvenience of having our land dug up or even have pylons put across it, or having substations put in, we should be getting something back for this. And that's a message I hope these people put to government. What a perfect note to end on. Andrew Sinclair, thank you very much for this very meta interview. They've taken your badge now, but you're Councillor Anna Smith, Acting Mayor, and you're the leader of Cambridgeshire City Council. That's right, yes. Yes. Well, can I just, first of all, get your reflections on what you've heard today? I thought it was really interesting, and what really struck me was just how much of a community of interest there was in the room. So we were all saying the same things, the importance of skills, the importance of Ely Junction, the importance of transport connectivity, good, proper funding reform that really delivers the funding that we need locally and the importance of putting the power in the hands of local authorities. I just thought it came across so strongly. It was it was really well received as, as the whole report has been. It's a really mm -hmm. authoritative work. Um, one of the things that... Oh, I've gone all echoing now. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I find is, is really... Because on this podcast, I often ask people, sunlight is lovely, bunnies and puppies are great, aren't yeah. they? And, and it's, you, you, you're trying to get people to basically ag agree with what you're saying. But... To what extent do you think we're, ba we're basically we're going to have more success if we find a project, a place, uh, an, uh, something to coalesce around and bring that before government and say, look, this is what you want to do, this is what we've got, let's, have that, let's build that relationship? I think it's crucial. I mean, I really do. And, and you're right that kind of, I know that 
as kind of journalist. Do you like journalist? Is journalist the right word? Or I, I, podcaster? I'm, basically, or? I'm just, I'm just a, a bloke with a <laughs> but, microphone and too much time. But I know that sometimes people love the kind of the fight, but actually that doesn't help the region. And what we need for the region is people coalescing around the key asks that we all agree on, because everyone in this room knows our region, they know our local people, they know the nuances. And if we can come up with one set of asks from the East for whoever is in power, I just think that's what we need. Now, we need that one voice. If all it feels like is Cambridge leading and everyone running behind, I don't think we're, we're really achieving what we need to for our region. Because there's so much inequality and there's also so much potential. And the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough combined authority is so much more than Cambridge. Mm. So a wonderful person I used to know who sadly died a couple of years ago who was um, a local historian called Alan Brigham used to say Cambridge is one of those cities that gets bigger the further away you go from it so that's a really interesting point and locally we're a, we're a small town but we've got that international reputation and that does bring a lot of um, business in I think there are two things I want to say about that first of all it's very important even in the city there are huge income inequalities that need to be dealt with but it's also about sharing that across the region. Now, some of that is encouraging people to think more broadly outside of Cambridge. Some of that is thinking how we all link up. So how do the different skills and the different technologies we have in different parts of the region work together to make it strong for the whole region? And I remember the debate we had in the city council, and this was well before I was a leader, and listening to Lewis Herbert, who was council leader at the time, talking about why we felt it was important to go into the combined authority. And there was quite an, a big debate on that. And I remember him saying, we owe it to the region to work together. My thanks to Steve Powick, who administers the East of England All-Party Group, for inviting Eastern Promise to Parliament to hear a debate that didn't shy from the challenges, but also looked at the huge potential of our region. And thank you also to everyone who provided me with an interview. <laughs>